420 episode 68 and we continue the little universal tour of the monster from the monster universal monster first we did dracula universal monster movies yeah, yeah we talked about dracula we talked about the mummy and this week we're going to talk about the wolfman and werewolf legends and all that stuff you know a lot uh, of well we frankenstein Ooh, that's going to be big a lot of werewolf legend comes from um, pretty much Indians. Uh, there were Indians supposedly that used to be able to turn into werewolf. One of the things that was Native American and the Ikats uh, and people like that. Well, you know, almost every culture around the world, especially in Europe, they have werewolves in their culture. Shapeshifters, uh, people that could turn into wolves or other animals. And they're all a little different. Uh, it even goes back to the ancient Greeks. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know another, another, another name for a werewolf is a lion. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> hey, Mike, you know what? Go you know on what your phone there? and see if you can close some of the pages a few things open i do i uh, yeah like you know when you go on your phone see if you got anything that's open because there must be something open nope that's it nope that's it uh, all right i might have hold on hold on No, we're good, man. All right. Where are you? I can't see you. No, we're good. I got everything. I got everything. All right, good. You got me now? Yeah. All right. So, and even going back to the ancient Greeks, you know, there's been there's been stories of werewolves. Um, I, I think it it's so popular because it deals with kind of the the primal instincts in people. You know the the animal and people, okay. Where you know vampires, it's kind of a animal, but also a sexual thing, okay. Yeah. But with werewolves, I think it's strictly animalistic. Werewolves basically either tear you apart, kill you, or they bite you and you survive, and then you turn into one. So there's yeah. really nothing sexual about it, you know. <laughs> so, but um, you know the. the the movie The Wolfman with Lon Chaney Jr. from 1941 by Universal. Really that was a great movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, all the Universal horror movies are great, but that one's a particular favorite of mine. Uh, there's just something about it. His character is so, you know, you feel for the guy, you know, but, but he's also vicious. You know what I mean? And, you know, let me give you a little, a little background on the film. Um, came out in 1941, and it was written by Kurt Siodmak and produced and directed by a guy named George Wagner. Um, the film starred Lon Chaney Jr. 
in his first big role, son of the famous Lon Chaney. Okay. Yeah. Um, Claude Rains was in it. He plays his father, uh, Warren William, Ralph Bellamy, Patrick Knowles, Bella Lugosi is in it. Uh, Evelyn Anchors and Maria Ausinskaya. Okay. Uh, these were all supporting actors that were in a lot of Universal films. Um, Lugosi is actually the person, the, the, the werewolf that turns him into a werewolf. A lot of people forget that. Um, it's not the first werewolf movie, though, made by Universal. No. Okay, there was, there was a movie that in 1935, six years earlier, called Werewolf of London with uh, uh, actor Henry Hull, who was known from the Frankenstein movies. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he played a werewolf, and that movie didn't do well. For some reason in 1935, it just didn't connect with the people. I don't know why. Uh, it's a good film. I've seen it. But it's it's not as good as the Wolfman. Now, at some the plot is the plot of the Wolfman is great. You know, it's basically early twentieth century. It takes part uh, part in, and uh, Lon Chaney Jr. is a guy named Larry Talbot, and he learns about his brother's death. So yeah. he goes back to his family's ancestral home in uh, Yonwelly, Wales. Okay, that's in in england uh he's trying to get back on good terms with his father who's played by claude rains um and his father's name is sir john talbot now he's, he's been kind of estranged from his father he doesn't have a good relationship but the death of his brother he's hoping that he can get back with his father in good graces um now while he's in the town he kind of meets this girl working in a shop her name is gwen and he's attracted to her right away. And she sells like antique things. And in the shop, he buys just to buy something to kind of be in there with her and talk to her. Yeah. He buys a cane. <laughs> he buys a walking stick. And it's got a silver wolf on the on the head of it, on the top of it. Okay. And the girl, Gwen, she tells him that uh, it, it's a wolf's head. And it's supposed to represent a werewolf, all right? And he's just kind of like, you know, whatever. But this is when, you know, you first hear the famous poem. You know the poem, right? Yeah. Like, even a man who, who is pure of heart and says his prayers at night may become a wolf when the wolf fame blooms and the autumn moon is bright. Yeah. That, you know, that's great. And that's, that's in, like, all the Wolfman movies in the 40s. Uh, I think it's even in Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. I think they even say, yeah. that, you know, but what happens that night uh, when he leaves the girl's shop, um, her friend named Jenny gets attacked by what he thinks is a wolf and he fights it off and it bites him in the chest and he survives. Okay. Yeah. But he ends up meeting this gypsy fortune teller played by Maria Ospenskaya named Maliva. And she tells him that that wolf was actually her son played by Bella Lugosi. In wow. <laughs> form of a wolf. Okay. And that now because he was bit and he survived that he's going to turn into a werewolf. Now he doesn't believe her 
But slowly, yeah, things happen. you can only turn into a werewolf when there's a full moon, right? That's the only time, right? Okay, you turn into a werewolf anytime. Supposedly, with folklore, it's only when there's a full moon. Well, actually, uh, that's it's kind of reversed, man. They're, in some of the folklores, they didn't deal with the wolf, the the wolf wolf changing at a, okay. at a full moon. Okay, um, I think that really kind of came out of the movies. Same with same with the silver bullets. Okay. Oh yeah. What the legends used to the legends said different thing, but they used to say that when the wolf bane plant blooms, that's when the werewolf would come out. Wow. And wolf bane is something that grows in Europe. It's just a weed, like a plant. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you know, sometimes they in in the in the in the in the in the folklores, wolf bane. If you if you put it on your body. Or you wore it, it would keep the werewolf away from you. Wow! So people, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but it never, you know, in the movies they never really dealt with that too much. They came up with this whole uh, full moon thing, yeah, which I think is great because then you can, see, you know, in the movies you you see the moon come up and you know the guy's going to change. But Mike, you know a little bit of the legacy of the werewolf. It was a curse. It was a man that. Um kept 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 stealing somebody's um sheep's a goat and the person cursed him say you really want to be this i'm going to turn you into an animal so you can really hunt my stuff and kill my stuff it was like somebody like a wish to yeah put a curse it started with a curse which is amazing <laughs> well, well right exactly the the, the folklores the folklores uh, and the legends go in so many different ways yeah. one thing that was common in the middle ages in europe is werewolves were often tied in with witches and curses like you said yeah. okay you know and if a witch was being put on trial okay they would accuse her sometimes of turning somebody into a wolf <laughs> yes you know that would be that would Part of that would be part of the problem, you know, what she would the, the charges she would face, you know, or he because men, yeah, just to you know, um, but you know, in, in, in the movie, what happens is he, he changes, okay, Lon Chaney Jr., uh, and it's a classic scene, you know, and the, all the, the, the Jack Pierce makeup, Jack Pierce was the head, uh, makeup guy at Universal. I mean, they. they it really holds up when you watch it. It's not obviously it's not CGI. We know that, okay. And it's just like stop motion action. It was very difficult for Lon Chaney Jr. to or you know go through this. You know what they used for the fur? What? They used they used yak fur. Oh my god! A yak. So they What's a yak? Like an ox? Yeah. So they just shaved it and they put. Oh, the fur yeah. on the yeah. that's yeah. pretty yeah. piece by piece. piece by piece for every scene to become hairier you know yeah. it might it might be a 30 second scene but it took like 10 hours to shoot it oh yeah because every every you see the guy changing slowly and they're putting yeah. stuff over him yeah, yeah. But you want to hear something funny about um about you remember i don't know if you remember that but they were the incredible hulk for bigfoot you know who Bigfoot was? We were talking about this the other day. You know who played Bigfoot? Was it Andre the Giant? Andre the Giant. And yeah, that's before yeah. CGI. So imagine this poor bastard doing the wolf, how much stuff they were putting on him. 
Did, wait, are you talking about the Hulk or the six million dollar man fighting the Bigfoot? Shit, it might have. I think it was the Hulk also. Yeah. But also the six, the six million dollar man also fought Bigfoot. I, I don't think the Hulk did. I think the Hulk might have fought like a big bear, but the big bear was Andre the Giant. It was something like okay. that. Maybe he played both parts, but the Bigfoot with the six million dollar man, I remember that very well. Yeah, that that's what it was. It was the six million dollar yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, that was great. That was great. I mean, think about the six million dollar man and the the effects. All they did to make those effects work was slow it down. Yeah, it was so great. Again, I mean, great. Who thought, whoever thought that up was a fucking genius, man, <laughs> because it worked. You didn't have to do nothing. <laughs> it was great. It was just be like, <laughs> and it was like, wow, look, moving so fast. Yeah, yeah. Now, when when Lon Chaney as as Larry Talbot, when he changes into a werewolf, he starts attacking the villages in the town. He can't get over his condition. He know he knows what he did, and he yeah. feels guilty. Okay, but he just can't stop it, and uh, he ends up he gets killed by his own father. His father has a, a cane as well, and it's got a silver tip on it. And that, that, you know, that he beats him with that to death. And then he changes back into human form at the end. And his father's like, oh, my God, it was my son. Yeah, he didn't know. That's the thing. He didn't even oh. know that was his son. No, he didn't know. He didn't know. Okay. Um, the special effects, like I said, with Jack Pierce, uh, was the yak hair and everything like that. It was something that... Uh, Lon Chaney had to ordeal to go through that, you know, and he he did it for all the movies. He's he's really the only actor in the Universal original Universal movies to play the same part in all, all the time, movies. right? Yeah, and he was very very proud of that. Uh, you got 1943's Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. That's the first uh, uh, sequel. You got House of Frankenstein in 1944, House of Dracula in 1945, and then the famous Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein in 1948. I love that one. That was fantastic. Yeah, I love that one too. And, and, and all the others, um, you know, except for Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, like there's other characters. Dracula's in it. You know, there's like others, you know, so you get like the whole, the whole crew. Now, I'm going to tell you about what my favorite Wolfman movie is okay, and I love the Universals, and it's nothing against them. But 1981's An American Werewolf in London is my favorite werewolf movie. What do you think of that? It's a very good werewolf movie. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, I watched it again this morning. I haven't seen it in a while, and uh, it holds up. Every time I see it, it holds up, and it's such a it's almost like a comedy and a horror movie. It kind of walks the line in between homic, uh, comedy and, and horror. And director John Landis, that was his intention. He had written this movie back in 1969. And he put it on shelf because nobody would film it. It was considered too dark to be a comedy and too, too funny to be a horror movie. Wow. Yeah. So... Just a little background on this. Um, it was the first film to win 
a brand new Academy Award just for makeup that they started giving out in 81. And if you remember the transformation scene, it's great. Uh, when he first changes, is, is great. And again, no CGI back then. It was all, I mean, he ends up in a, a full blown wolf suit, basically, you know, I, I think. Now, you, you remember who the actor is? David Norton? No, I don't remember that. I don't, he, he, uh, I don't remember. He, I think he only did that movie. Did he do anything else? Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised you don't remember him. He was the Dr. Pepper guy. Was he? I don't yes. really remember the Dr. Pepper did, commercial. All those, all those Dr. Pepper commercials in the late 70s featured him. And then he was also, he had a disco song that was a hit called Making It. <laughs> right. And then they, they're actually at then based on the success of that, he had a short-lived TV show called Making It. And then he ended up doing this movie. I don't know what he did after this movie. I'm not sure, but he probably overdosed on Dr. Pepper. I don't, I don't know what the hell happened. The Dr. Pepper shit is funny. I don't even remember. You know what? Like back in the days, like I would see. You wouldn't remember. You would hear the slogan. You would hear, I'm a pepper, you a pepper. Yeah, but he, was the, he was the guy. He would, he would sing that in the commercials, and he'd be dancing around, and, you know, like, that was him. <laughs> you know? He was popular for a couple of years, but he's great in this movie. Um, like I said, John Landis wrote this movie back in 1969 when he was working on the set of Kelly's Heroes. He was a production assistant. And they were filming that movie in Yugoslavia. And uh, you remember Kelly's Heroes with Clint Eastwood? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And um, he had a, you know, a production assistant role in making that movie. And during some time off in Yugoslavia, he witnessed a funeral where uh, these gypsies were doing like this incantation over the body. And it was supposedly so the guy wouldn't rise from the dead. So he got this idea for a horror movie about the undead. And um, which is why in American Werewolf in London, you have that whole concept of the victims that he killed come back to haunt him. Okay, remember how Griffin Dunn is his friend and when they get attacked on the moors in England by the wolf and, and he survives, but his friend is mauled to death. Okay. Yeah, the ghost, the ghost of him keeps coming back, and every time you see him, he's like a little more decayed. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like he just, he's like a zombie. He's just falling apart. Yeah, like a zombie. And, and then at the end, in the porno theater in in Piccadilly Circus in London, okay, where it all all goes down at the end, he's like almost a total skeleton. And yeah, he bring he brings all the people that he killed. That is, you know, David Norton killed into the movie theater. I mean, that's that's crazy. Into the porno theater, and you, yeah, hear, you hear the movie in the background. You hear the movie in the background while they're talking, and it's funny, man. <laughs> hey, Mike, let me ask you: Was this considered like one of the first uh, horror black comedy? It must have been one of the first in the gender uh, black comedy. Well, you, you got to remember, uh, John Landis was doing that kind of thing because he did Kentucky Fried Movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was based on it was based on three successful films in a row that he had, 
Yeah, he got the movie made. Well, first was Kentucky Fried Movie. The second was Animal House. Yeah, Animal House. And he did the Blues Brothers, didn't he? And the and the Blues Brothers. Based on those three successes, he was able to get Polygram Pictures to go on board and make American Werewolf in London, which uh, was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Now you know, like I said, I just watched it this morning. Real good movie to watch on a Sunday morning with your bagels. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, no, I mean, it, it, it holds up. And I, I had a laugh because my little seven-year-old granddaughter walked in when I was watching it. And she goes, oh, that guy's a werewolf. I'm like, how did you know that? <laughs> how did you know that? Seven years how? old, she knew the movie. I don't know how. Oh, oh, so wow. she, she just said it? She knew he was Maybe she's seen it before. Who the hell knows? I, 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 she, I think she said she'd seen, like, part of it or something, or she knew. Because it wasn't a scene when he was a werewolf. He was just human. And she recognized him, and she said, oh, he's a werewolf. I was like, what? <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. I yeah. saw that movie. I, you know what I remember the first time seeing that movie? I think I saw it, like, on HBO or something. Back in the days where you had HBO, I saw the American Werewolf, and it was on HBO, and it was like, it was fantastic. I remember as a kid going, wow, man. But it was also scary shit at the time, too. It it, it was, and the the transfer, the first transformation scene, when he goes through all that, it's still got, you still go like, oh my God. You know, like when, you, when he holds up his hand, and it's stretching out, and then his feet are stretching out, you know, oh. and then it's. Then his his whole face stretches into a snout like a wolf, you know. It's it's and, uh, fucking it's trippy. It is trippy, man. It is trippy. Now, let's talk about some of the legends here, okay? We'll go talk about that. Now, like I said, they these legends existed in all the European countries going back to the Middle Ages. It goes back to the ancient Greeks. In France, there was something called loop gurus. Okay. okay? And a loop guru was a, was a werewolf. Um, in the Middle Ages, like I said, if witches went on trial, it was often they accused them of, of changing or changing somebody into a wolf. Now, the Holy Roman Empire, which was basically around for about, I think, about eight, nine hundred years in, in Central Europe. It consisted of like uh, Germany, it, what was what's now Germany it wasn't called Germany. Uh, Italy, and part of a country that no longer exists called Burgundy, okay? And right. they, that country actually had a tradition on the books of, about werewolves. They actually had texts that you could read that were written uh, about werewolves, how to, how to kill them, how to deal with them, what, you know, and there were laws on the books based wow. on the fact that these things existed. Very strange. You got to wonder, like, you know, how could they write a law on something that's just a myth? You know what I mean? I could, I can understand if people believe things on their own, but when you're actually putting it into the legislation, like, that's, like, bizarre. There must be something to it, you know? You want to hear something crazy? Like, um, the Nazi had, like, a division of monster hunters. Had a group that were hunting down these legends like Dracula, like like weird thing, and they even had a division of werewolf, which was like they were Nazi looking for werewolf. Well, was there was well, you, you're kind of talking about two different things. You're right, but they were they were separate. Okay, the the Nazis 
did search for certain things related to these legends, werewolves, vampires. Uh, they believed in that there was something to what was called the Spear of Destiny, which was the, the, the spear that Christ was hit with, yeah. okay, on the cross. Uh, it was believed if you had that, you'd have like ultimate power, and Hitler was looking for that. Um, and they did look into legends and things like that to see if there was any truth behind it. Now, there was also a werewolf uh, division in the SS. Okay? Yeah. And also, well, that, that was just called the werewolves. They, they weren't really doing anything about wet legends or anything. They were called that. But what I think is interesting is at the end of the war, when it was over, we were occupying Germany. There was a group of Germans that started a group called the werewolves, and it was to fight us back while we were occupying. They were, they were, they were fighting us like in guerrilla warfare. Wow. Yeah, and we had they would come in and blow up our you know, if we had a if we had a base, they would attack the base. You know, they didn't want to give up. So they they there was a werewolf uh group they were called werewolves. I have a book about them. It's fucking cool. What they, yeah, I seen stuff I seen stuff like that about 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 the, those group that they they were like they were like anti-American group that they just put the yeah. old Germany. Yeah, they didn't want to give up. This was when we were occupying Germany. Yeah. Um, you, you, you know who was playing hmm? You know who was playing werewolf? You know that Jack Nicholson played a werewolf in the movie Wolf? Wolf. A yeah. lot of people forgot that movie. That movie was pretty good. It, it, it was. It was. Uh, Wolfman movies always work. They always do well commercially. Um, do you remember the comic book Weird War? Yeah. Right? I think I think it was a Marvel comic, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um they had you know editions of them where there would be like Nazi Nazi soldiers that were actually werewolves. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that as a kid being like, holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, but they did that weird, weird thing with Nazis and werewolves too. Even though the group named the werewolf, but there was this weird. There was like a weird game, even a book about werewolves that were Nazi soldiers. That's when Marvel got the idea. There were like some weird books well, like that. Remember the remember the video game Castle Wolfenstein? Yes. There you go. That's what it was. Yeah, there was there was there was <laughs> werewolves in that video game. And, yeah, and there, were, there were vampires, too. Yeah. yeah, I remember that game. Oh, my God, I haven't seen that game. Wow, yeah, that's a match from the past. <laughs> yeah, man, that's a good one. Now, again, uh, werewolves, uh, or shape-shifting, I should say, has, is, is in a lot of different cultures. Like in Africa, where they don't have wolves, there's no wolves natural to Africa, they had legends of people that were like part man, part hyena. Okay. In India, no wolves there either, but you had half man, half tiger, or half man, half puma. And then in South America, you had what were called were jaggers, half man, half jagger, jaguar. Okay. So it's crazy. Like, it, yeah. I mean, like, what is it with? People turning into into animals. Now, America, we got skinwalkers. 
and then we got the skinwalkers right with the indian tribes yeah. they believe that yeah yeah and they uh what's his name uh bob hicks okay yeah. from tales from tales in the dark he's got that one one episode okay where he talks about the skinwalkers check that out tales from the dark on youtube um and it's it's even believed if you even mention these creatures, they come. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. Well, remember, 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 we were watching it, and it was saying how the Indians said, "Don't even bring it up because you'll attract them just by talking about them." Yeah, that's right. It's, it's fucking yeah. crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. Now, how does one become a werewolf? How? It's different. Every country had different different legends okay now a lot of times it was believed if you were bitten by one and you'd survive you would change okay some believe that spells and curses put on somebody you know you say the right curses do the spell in a certain way you would turn a person into a werewolf okay now one belief i thought this was interesting if you wanted to turn into a werewolf you would drink water from the footprint of a wolf. Wow. Picture that. I never heard that. That's weird. You got to get that. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get down on the ground and, 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 and lick the water out of a, of a, out of a footprint of a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> How Even many my wife kids is laughing. Think? How many kids you think I, did that? Trying it out. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure people did it. <laughs> oh God! And another another good way to scare the shit out of you and make you go to church every Sunday is if uh, if 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 you were excommunicated by the Roman Catholic Church in some countries, it meant you would become a werewolf. Wow. Yeah. So you better. Go to church every Sunday. They throw you out. You might turn into a werewolf. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened when we get lumped up and black out from thinking we become werewolves and we just don't Listen, know it. I've seen, I've seen a few werewolves at seven B at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I, know I, I know I have. Yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> That's a few in international now, too. <laughs> I, might, I might turn into one. I heard. I, let me tell you, I've heard some howling walking around the village at that time. <laughs> there might be some. Now, Square Park definitely have it. What was, a, what was the, the remedy to get get rid of? Remedy. bodies and it would it would keep the the werewolves away right well was it i didn't hear you because you cut hmm? the, no the the wolf wolf spain plant the wolf spain plant oh yeah it, it it if you rub that plant yeah on you now sometimes they would give you an exorcism <laughs> they would try to use an exorcism to get it out of you okay and you know that didn't always work um, but the idea of silver bullets or anything silver hurting a werewolf, 
that was strictly made up, man, by the movies. That there's no legends in the folklores of Silver killing a werewolf. That was made up. So that was Hollywood, you know? You could kill him with a silver bullet. That was Hollywood. Yeah, that was Hollywood doing that. And uh, remember, uh, remember the Stephen King book, Silver Bullet? Yeah. That was a great that book. Was, that was actually. about a werewolf, too. Yeah. Yeah. They made a movie of it, too. Yeah, they, they did make a movie. That movie was pretty good, too. You know what? There have been so many werewolf yeah. women that are fantastic. And now, even now, we imagine with technology how they can make these werewolves now. Well, they were supposed to bring it back uh, with that the dark, uh, the dark, dark something series, whatever they had. Uh, they were going to bring back the, the original Universal monsters and because the mummy with tom cruise bombed oh, it was hard they, they kind of put that on hold maybe maybe it'll come back i don't even know i mean movie theaters are opening up again slowly but i don't think it's ever going to be the same because everything is going straight to, to streaming yeah some of the stuff there's some stuff going straight to movies and there's other stuff that just to um that going to the stream like a lot of the um a lot of the Warren Brothers stuff is going to stream, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like next, like at the end well, of what do you think? What do you think? You think, you think they, you think werewolves exist or what? What do you think? You know what? I think, I think, I think because of the history and they've been around for so long, I think there's definitely some truth to some werewolf. We've probably never seen it, but there's definitely, somebody definitely seen the transformation or, it might have been a person that was deformed, but they had they definitely saw something to could this go back into like Greece? Like this goes back into like long, long, long history, man. To even well, even you know, Yeah, you and, and you mentioned um the Indians, Native Americans and their legends. Do you remember a movie called Wolfen? Yeah, Wolfen. Right. Now That's Wolfen was a movie came out in the early eighties. Uh, it took place in New York City. They weren't really werewolves; they were actual wolves, but they were like highly intelligent. Yeah, and kind of like the the Indians used to worship them as gods, and uh, they lived in the New York area. And they now they're pissed off because New York is too overdeveloped or whatever. Okay, so they're coming back to kill people. But what I always thought was cool with that movie was when they showed that you never really see the werewolf, or it's not even a werewolf, the wolf. You never really see it. But when it looks at you, it looked at you like infrared, like you could see yeah. the heat. You know? And Gregory Hines was the star of that movie. That's one of the first movies I think he was ever in. And they attacked we attacked you, but it almost looked like the, the like the predator. Remember when the predator CEO he saw yep. the red? Yes. You know what's another great werewolf movie that I can't believe I didn't think of it till just now is The Howling. Oh, that was fantastic, The Howling. Yeah. Yes, that's another great one. That was uh, I think 1978. John Carradine, the old horror actor, he's in that. D. Wallace, she's the news person, right? That remember at the end she turns into a werewolf live on TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other, the other famous werewolf was Team Wolf. Remember Team Wolf? 
Michael J. Fox. Yeah. I like at the end that the teacher had a tail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how about the famous I Was a Teenage Werewolf with Michael Landon? Oh, no, that was another good one. There, there's so many of them, man. You know? Yeah, yeah. That it's a genre like that the... doesn't get lost. What's that? I said it's a genre that never fails. They got nothing to do. Let's make another no. werewolf movie. People love them. It's, it's werewolves, vampires, stuff like that. It always it's good. It always comes back. It always does. Like, like we haven't yeah. really had a really, really good vampire movie in a long time. No, there hasn't been. Um, I did like the Dracula series that was on Netflix, I think, last year or the year before. Uh, they did like a nice twist on it where it brought it, it started off in the 1800s. But then Dracula wakes up and it's modern times and it's like they've been waiting for him to come. That was pretty cool. It was only like five or six episodes of that series. Yeah, that was good. That was it was, it was a nice. It was like yeah, but they were they were like small movies almost. Yeah, like just short series, like six or seven episodes, five episodes, like that. It was good. You know, it was real good. I hope that I hope they yeah. do more. I hope so too. They should do with all of them. You know, they should bring back the whole series. Why not? Dracula, Wolfman, Mummy, Frankenstein. They should do it like on Netflix or, or Amazon. They can easily do it. They got the budget to just make a bunch of these uh, series, make them series, and then put them all together again. It's amazing what these these TV stations, networks, are, are getting for budgets now. For, <laughs> for movies. Okay. They're getting like, you know, because everybody's home watching this shit. Nobody's out you know, because of the pandemic, everybody's watching like movie quality stuff on TV. Yeah, if you see cool. City Lady, there's a they're filming on every block almost. There's a bunch of trucks now of just people filming every day. There's trucks in the uh, yeah. filming. Yeah, I saw I saw some yesterday when I was working. That's true. That's true. All right, Rob. So that's the the third of of the fourth. Of the Universal Monsters. Uh, so next week we is Frank about. time. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm going to put a nice twist on this because actually, you know, there's no legends of Frankenstein to talk about. But we're going to no. talk about some interesting stuff, okay, about messing around playing God. <laughs> That's pretty much what Frankenstein <laughs> was, God playing God. Dr. Frankenstein was the monster. That's Right, right. You know, Dr. And, you know, Dr. Frankenstein, the book is named after the doctor. The monster had a real name, and I will give that name next week. We'll talk about the book. We'll talk about some of the movies. Uh, I'm going to have to talk about the horrible piece of shit Frankenstein movie starring Robert De Niro, uh, oh, which was absolutely horrible. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Any, anytime I can shit on De Niro, I'm happy. You know, that Frankenstein movie was Briar Frankenstein. I think it is the best one. I think it is. Yeah, it's one of the few times where a sequel is better than the original. Yes, it is. A hundred times better. All right, Mike. So how can people get a hold of you? Let's um, wrap it up. And how can people reach you? Okay, I'm on Instagram, RockerMike212. 
I'm on Parlor on the Rocker Mike. I'm on uh, MeWe on the Rocker Mike. I'm on Clout Hub on the Rocker Mike. On Facebook, I'm on the Michael Baker. And then also the Rock Show podcast group page. Check it out. Every day we got good music on there. And Rob, where can we find you? Uh, anything getting lumped up, uh, Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook, pretty much any social media platform. You can also find the show on Spotify, Apple, any other uh, podcast platform you can get. And then if you want to see the video, and if you like these videos, you can find these videos on YouTube and like and subscribe because we need a lot of subscribers, guys, if we want to continue the show to grow and go so far. I got to say, you guys have been pretty good so far. You've always um, been supportive. You always come through. And um, it's been going up. The show's been going up. And the podcast is starting to take off. It's like two years of working. And hopefully uh, we'll develop something. We can all have great relationship, talking talking about something, inviting some of our people like you guys to be on the show, be and have a group conversation and all kind of stuff. Because uh, you know what? The Lumped Up universe is growing slowly, but surely it's growing. And pretty soon we'll be one of the top entertainment that people are looking for us. And there's already people that say the music show is taking off because we got musicians calling us, sending mic demos and all kind of stuff. And the conspiracy show yeah. is another thing. Of, it's another platform that we do too. And we've done, hey, we've done 68 shows so far. So it's definitely growing. Yeah, yeah. Well, like you always say, it's a slow burn. And uh, we couldn't do it without everybody here watching. And we, we appreciate that. We've been doing shows live on YouTube. Now it took about a year and a half or so to get to that point. Uh, can't do it without the fans. So you guys are great. And stay with us because the bigger we get, the better the shows are going to be. And like we always say, don't get drunk, get locked up, and we'll see you next week. Get locked up. Take care, people.